0: That geek pod. I'm Catherine, and today we have Sean Hoffman, the one, the only, the creator of um, myweirdfoot.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, thank you for having me. I, I'm I'm glad that that's like my top accolade. Uh, oh, Blueharvest
0: uh, rocks, also.
1: Yeah, that uh, that that's uh maybe a little. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like them. They're both. They're both great. It's just, you know, if, if somebody's not familiar with that, they'd be like, well, he's a, he's the creator of what now? <laughs> <Not>.
0: <laughs> no, they're um, websites for our lovely friend, Hors of Blue Harvest uh, podcast, which you should all check out because Hors is lovely and it's a f- fantastic podcast. Uh, but so, Sean, we meet in f- person in Anaheim Celebration. We did. You know, Josh and I coming out of a panel, me being, you know, because that's how I am in celebration—just <laughs> flappy hands. Um, and then you came up and said hi, and there was a beginning of a great friendship there.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of bombarded you guys. Um, like I, I'd been seeing people around the con, and that was Anaheim was kind of one of the first cons where like I actually started seeing some of the, the content creators that I was familiar with. Like I, I started seeing them in person. It's like, all right, I've, at some point in time, I just need to go up and, and say something. And I think I got, I I think you're right. I think i get you guys right out of a, you were coming straight out of a con. It was like the wave of people coming towards the escalators. And I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Sean. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'm gonna let's, let's chat and hang out. And, uh and the rest is history, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about the beanies is that if you're not sure if those two random Australians are the Australians you think they are, yeah, the ran- the beanies will will tell the story.
1: The beanies definitely help. They help uh, pick friendly faces out of a crowd. That's for sure.
0: Uh, it's great to look across a crowd and go, oh, I don't see any friends. Oh, wait, there they are right over there.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's why I, I think it was really good in London when we had like those bright neon green. So you could see those really far in the distance because there wasn't a lot of people wearing black and neon green uh, beanies there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I haven't asked Josh yet whether he's cooking up some beanie ideas for Japan yet, but I'm sure he is. Now, speaking of Japan, it's now, what is it? One year four months away till celebration, Tokyo.
1: Assuming assuming on. they don't push it back, yeah. yeah it's uh April of twenty twenty five. I don't wanna jinx it. I don't wanna jinx it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Well, the twenty twenty one obviously was changed dates to August twenty twenty two and then it moved forward in time. It, that one was a bit of a moving target, but um, yeah, you know, with all the the movie changes and the schedule changes, who I don't know what the big things going to be in Japan.
1: Hopefully, hopefully it's announcing or maybe some trailers or some panels of of some of the stuff that's upcoming. Um, another, maybe it's just another round of here. Here's what's on the slate and bring Daisy Ridley out on stage or not, uh, yeah. Daisy Ridley out on stage and, and, and say like, Hey, we're, we're still doing the Ray movie. We're still doing this. And, yeah. uh, here's what's coming up. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Cause I know I've seen a lot of speculation about the Mando and Grogu movie coming out May, 2026, but in my head, I just have it well December, 2025, because then in April, 2025, we can be in a panel for it. Yeah.
1: yeah and they can they can show like the big big reveal big trailers big reveals big like like cast and everything like that yeah i i'd like to believe that's the same thing
0: yeah that's just the timing i have in my head but everyone's speculating different things i hope they don't do two movies a year i like the one a year yeah
1: the 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 spacing the spacing makes us uh I think it's definitely better for everybody, everybody involved. It's like as much as I want more Star Wars content all the time. I do think the one movie a year spacing is is um, the the best outcome because otherwise we just get too saturated and, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think it's easier to become more cynical when you've got so much content out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we've got so many television shows now it's easy to get a bit cynical about it whereas you think 15 10 years ago 15 years ago we had no prospects for anything
1: yeah I I think the the phrase like absence makes the heart grow fonder uh applies here and so you know if we're when we're when we're oversaturated with content, it, it it makes us more critical because there's more things to criticize. And it's like, yeah, you just kind of maybe you take it for granted a little bit, um, like a collective view, like we we take it for granted, um, not you specifically. Uh, but yeah, when we when we get the one big movie event and the TV shows through sprinkled in throughout the year, they kind of build up to that. Those big events, I think that's uh, the best the best way for me to consume it. At least it it keeps my hype levels up and gives me time to speculate and and get excited.
0: Well, I had the classic um, Australian wake up this morning. Of I wake up, you you put the phone off sleep mode and go. Oh, there's a few notifications. Going to one. Oh, there's a bad batch trailer.
1: Nice. At least at least you weren't in the middle of a work meeting. I was like, I was in the middle of a meeting and I started getting notifications for it and the temptation to be like, hey, um, uh, I need to turn my camera off for a minute and uh, watch this. I, so it's just kind of like waiting. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Can we get this over with so I can uh, watch this trailer? Um, but no, that was really cool. Unexpected uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I know that people online have been, like, every day going, oh, we're getting a Bad Batch trailer today, Bad Batch trailer today. But, yep, it just came out. No pre-warning, just boom. Yeah, looks fun. A few little character reveals that look very interesting. Um, Yeah, and an interesting episode drop like I think they're starting with three episodes and then there's a couple of multiple episode drops uh within but it you know Bad Batch has had an excellent story arc and excellent sort of construction
1: definitely I I I 100% agree like the to, to your first point the the character reveal at the end of the trailer um was not on my radar at all um I'm I'm very interested to see how how that character plays out and what their what their role is going to be in this. Um and then also kind of the it's it's fun to speculate what those multi multi-episode releases are going to be and how they're going to how they're going to tie all this up. Like one thing I will say about Bad Batch is it's one of those classic examples for me where like when it was coming out I remember there being kind of a lot of Like, oh, why do we care about this? Like, this isn't, this isn't, nobody asked for this, but then lo and behold, two seasons in, it's like, this is, this storyline is compelling. Like, even though it's animated, which a lot of people dismiss, it's it's probably one of the strongest and I would say most heart-wrenching thing that we have going on right now, where we're very invested and I'm very interested to see how they tie this up. So yeah, Bad Batch season three is going to be big for me.
0: yeah my big question though is tech is tech still alive my boy tech
1: i was i mean so i will say uh i was a big proponent of him being like not that i didn't like tech i but i wanted his sacrifice to be complete in season two but now seeing this trailer i can't help but be maybe a little bit excited to be like oh man are they are they bringing him back? Are they bringing him back? What are they going to do? I, I just hope he's not like a, a reanimated kind of not reanimated. That's the wrong word. But like, uh, I hope he's not flipped over to the, the, the wrong side.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to see him be like, I don't want that. I don't want that torture element, like the, like the echo and and things like that. And, uh, but I, I hope he's still there and can make a, make a comeback
0: yeah because he was my favorite character so
1: oh for sure yeah. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big tech guy uh I was always a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan growing up and I was always a Don Otello guy um I love the like the 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 stereotypes of like the wearing the glasses the computer guy the 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 nerdy ones I always that was always my my go-to so tech was always my number one as well
0: yeah well you know the chief engineers on Star Trek are always my favourite. So
1: nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. That's awesome.
0: Well, I don't think there's any photos of this, but when I was in primary school, in my little ballet school, there was only four of us, and we did do jazz ballet routine in the end of year concert for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: I'm just that a I. I am that's awesome one that's all i mean, that's awesome and I a part of me hopes that there's photos of that somewhere that will resurface on your terms of course yes. that that would that's 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 incredible
0: you know I'd have to hunt through the photo album some more like dad's photo albums are just very impressive very impressive um yeah we always grew up with him taking photos of everything but of course it was film you never knew what how it would turn out
1: yeah it's 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 fun to it's fun to look back on that um like I just like a year or so ago I took my my mom's old photo albums tons of them my grandparents old photo albums and digitized them I scanned all of them and like even those old film rolls, it's like just the quality that you had there was 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 kind of unmatched, and it's you could tell that there's photos in the reel where they thought it was going to turn out one way, and it turned out differently, and other ones that were kind of like that diamond in the rough. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think my dad, one of his projects during lockdown was getting you know the old slides. Mm-hmm. Um, from his father and, and that he has and digitising those. So, yeah, you, can you start to imagine the wealth of photos we have yeah. somewhere in, you know, a storage that, oh, yeah, he keeps telling us, look, this is where everything's stored and blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, okay, Dad. <laughs> All right because you know, it's all he started this project a long time ago so his organization thing is this old school html written um like just links and everything and showing yeah. images but because it's yeah. so old it's just plain like this aqua blue background and and blue writing it's
1: oh now you're now you're speaking my language Ooh, yeah. i'm interested then in, i'm interested to see what this is now that's uh... a. <laughs> that's intriguing uh that's cool yeah
0: yeah now next year i'm so glad we can say next year yeah next year is celebration japan i'm, I'm glad to say next year because obviously me being me i've started you know, looking up things way too early and people going oh you know, like in 2023, people going, oh, when are you going to Japan? I'm like 2025. And they just start laughing at the amount of Japan stuff I was already posting.
1: See, but they're they're laughing, but you're going to be the most prepared. Everybody else, like you're going to be there and be ready to rock and roll. So
0: I am yeah, getting so prepared. And part of my preparation is talking to you because you are not have been blah, 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 blah start again not long ago you were in Japan and I know before you left I was peppering you with with videos <laughs> and after you came back I was peppering you with questions so it's like well why don't we just record this for everyone to you know start to get a bit of a sense of Japan and start to get excited about it following. absolutely
1: yeah absolutely I uh to your point, I, I just went to Japan from it was my, my first trip. Um, my partner, me, and we took my mom, uh, with us. It was her first international trip. And, um, so she's a big Disney fan. And so, um, the rumors have always been out there that like Tokyo Disney is the nicest, the most like jaw dropping one. So yeah. we thought it'd be fun to take her and we spent, we probably spent about two weeks in Japan and uh, between October and November um and it's it's been a chaotic year after that so I haven't had a chance to really kind of sit down and uh and talk with you about it which I'm I'm sure was probably frustrating for you I apologize for that but uh here we are and I'm happy to do it um cuz there there it's a there there's so much it's it's such an amazing country um just doing the research is is a, is like like a huge first step I think and um Cause we, we did the same thing and then you went and you felt so like well prepared. Um, and is we just had a blast. It was amazing. And, uh, hopefully there, hopefully there's some tips or some information I can share with, uh, with people on the pod, uh, to help make that easier for everybody.
0: Yeah. Big surprise to nobody is that my research really begins with the trains and is centered around the trains. How did you find the trains?
1: Oh, the trains were amazing. Um, So being from the U S and not really growing up in an area where trains were really big. I was already impressed with London when we went there uh, for celebration and then going to Japan, it's a whole different world. Um, Like I have, we have some family friends of ours who are getting ready to head to Japan, I think in a week or so. And they were, they were asking like, Oh, we, we were thinking about renting a car. It's like, no, you don't need to rent a car. The trains and the transportation there will take you, Anywhere you need to go. Um, the the trains are amazing. My favorite part was less about the transportation, but was more about the train, uh, the Eki stamps. So like each station will most, I don't know about all of them. I can't speak definitively, but um, yep. Y'all, you got your stamp book. I have, I have one of mine from when I was there. Uh, there we go. Oh, is it going to show it? There we go. Oh, yeah. There it is. Um, each station will have like a, like a stamp book. That's I, I looked it up ahead of time. The stamps are standardized to 80 millimeters circles, so make sure you take a stamp book with you because when you go to the stations, you can get your uh, get your train stamps. Um, the trains are clean. The trains were on time. There's trains everywhere. Um, it was it was amazing. Um, we when we went, we did the uh, the Japan Rail Pass, which is uh, definitely something to look into for everybody going, especially if you plan on leaving like the Tokyo center area, um, because I know it covers all of the Japan, like national trains, the bus services, ferry services, and ampor- airport transfers. And that includes the Shinkansen. And you can, it just covers like the whole week or two weeks or whatever you decide to do.
0: Yeah. yeah like it, it, I know they had a price change last year, but the JR pass is just so popular for the people yeah. wanting to go, you know, japan kyoto osaka and other major cities or just around on the bullet trains it just makes it very worthwhile for tourists and it is only available for tourists
1: yep and uh and so that's one of the things that i think the biggest takeaway from that is besides the fact that it's fantastic is you want to order it ahead of time um you have to order it ahead of time and have it uh shipped to your to your home i think that's one of the ways they they verified that it's only for tourists. Uh, They'll like FedEx two day air it or something like that. Um, And then when you, you take, it's like they mail you a voucher. And then when you, when you land in Japan, there's uh, facilities in the airport that are very clearly labeled where you'll take that voucher and exchange it uh, for a little paper ticket, which stressed me out personally, because it's, it was like a little paper ticket that is good for seven days, or at least mine was. And it's like, I have to, I have to not lose this teeny tiny piece of paper, but it, cause it can get me on anything. And like, this is my transportation ticket. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at misplacing things. So it's like, oh, do not lose this. Do not lose this piece of paper. Um, but it was fantastic. Cause it works. I won't say it works on everything. It doesn't work on the national lines, but it'll get you. I mean, it got us on eighty eighty 80 to 90% of the stuff that we were hoping to do. Um, and then everything else you can cover with with cash or like Suica or something like that, yeah. uh, which we can cover as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I've already planned to take my little uh, train ticket holder that I bought in London, the Oyster card holder, to Japan for things like the JR Pass and other, um, other bits of paper because they do have like a lot of paper tickets I've sort mm-hmm. of seen. So with the JR Pass, you've got that and you use that to then book your tickets on the Shinkansen and other mm. things. Uh, did you find that process difficult, complicated or?
1: Surprisingly, it was not. It was, And, and I'm somebody who is, I would not say I'm the most comfortable like travelling and being like, if I cannot not talk to somebody at an airport or a train station, then that's a good day. Oh yeah. Um, and, but it was very easy. Not just the fact of like, I mean, obviously I'm an English speaker in my Japanese is uh horrible at best. I try, but um, there's English in a lot of places. It's very clear and people are willing to help. And the, and the, the screw like there's little kiosks um, before you kind of go through the gates in, at the train station. It says like revert, reserve your seat here in real big, real big letters. And you just go and you, put your ticket in you scan your passport uh because your your rail pass is kind of tied to your passport and and then it's like okay now pick pick a seat like you can reserve a seat or you can just wing it and and go to the the non-reserved cars but the the seat reservation system um was very easy to use and it was pretty clear about like there's the fuji side and the not fuji side so obviously the fuji side is the the recommended and you'll notice that it's usually more full uh, but no, it was very easy. It was very easy. And then the one time I did have an issue because I know that my mom had like a special passport that had a letter at the front of it um that they did not have on the touch screen. And I'm just I was like, I don't know how to enter this letter because it was like a touch screen thing. Uh there's a person like two feet away that I could have I was like, hey, how do I do this? And uh there's they boop, boop, boop and knocked it out. And it was uh it was super easy. It was not I think I was more stressed and anxious going into it. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Um, and then you just kind of walk in and there's just signs everywhere. And it's not as crazy as they make it seem on like TV. I know that sounds like silly to say, but like when I pictured the, the Japanese train stations, it was chaos and everybody smashing in, but it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. But then again, I wasn't there at, I don't know, whatever the peak rush hour is trying to squeeze on commuter trains. But, yeah, it was really cool.
0: Yeah. I know that some of the main stations have an enormous amount of platforms. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of seen on some YouTube clips a tip they say is make sure you get to the train station early so you have plenty of time to find your platform and even if you want to do a drive run the day before to just find your platform. So well, I th- you know what you're doing.
1: And I think that, yeah, that's definitely true. That's absolutely true. Like, especially if you have like a time sensitive thing that you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, for me, the most, I won't say the most stressful, but kind of the most stressful were like to and from the airport. Like you're getting off the airport and you're, it's like, all right, I just want to, I just want to be done and like be to my hotel or whatever. Um, and so just kind of being prepared for like what platform, you know, you're going to, and that way you can. You can see the like there's a million signs, but you just look for your name and the, that color, and there's usually arrows on the ground or like a color coded way of like telling you how to get to where you're going, so just knowing that ahead of time and um and being prepared is it definitely goes a long way outside of that if you're not on a time crunch, a lot of times the trains run pretty frequently um so we never felt like, oh my gosh, we gotta hurry and run." or like we're going to miss our train. If we did, there was always one uh, not too terribly far behind it or an alternative path because um, given the, the, the landscape of, of Japan, like it's, it's not like it's huge sprawling. It's mostly pretty linear. Um, So especially if you're trying to go uh, like not too far, there's a lot of trains, but if you're taking like the Shinkansen, like further down the, the Island, yeah, just being prepared and coming early. Um, is is definitely helpful.
0: Yeah. Plus, on the Shinkansen, there's you can buy bento boxes and and other food items before you get on and take them on to eat them. And yeah, the variety of bento boxes and and other things just <laughs> again, it's amazing variety. So you want to take your time choosing out that.
1: Feature. Yeah. It's it's like. I will say the biggest thing for about Japan for me that helped was, is YouTube is YouTube was my friend. Like, cause everything about Japan is probably covered in a YouTube video, especially like the bento box availability on the Shinkansen. Uh, cause otherwise you'll go and you will be like, I, this is, I, this is crazy. Uh, it's, it's so overwhelming. There's so many options and there's everything looks awesome. Um, we actually didn't get the bento boxes. We got food from the seven 11 the train station and ate that on the train for our long hauls. And it was awesome as well. But, but yeah, there's, you can get the food, you can preserve uh, your car, you can do all sorts of stuff. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. Um, and something that I've found in my research that is absolutely fascinating to me, I don't know if you use this service or had seen it before you went, but there's luggage transfer, luggage shipping services. Um, there's, um, Black Cat is the one I'm most familiar yes. with, and it'll you know ship your your luggage so you don't have to worry about it on the Shinkansen or other things.
1: That is so. I have that in my notes as the. That is the coolest thing that out of my out of everything in Japan. That is the coolest thing that I discovered <laughs> when we were there um it's it's called a luggage delivery service and so basically like so when we went we we tried to be carry-ons only um which is kind of like minimalist travel uh we have some links and stuff i can send you that really help kind of like understand how that works so we weren't checking bags on the way there so that way because we knew we'd have to get on trains um but that's cuz we weren't super familiar with luggage delivery but luggage delivery is essentially I don't, i'm not sure how it works Uh, in Australia, but it's kind of like they took the U S postal service or any kind of mail, but you just do it with luggage. So like if you're at a hotel and you're, you need to go, you're traveling somewhere else and going to a different hotel, uh, a service will come and pick up your luggage from the hotel and they will deliver it to your next hotel and usually have it delivered to your room. They usually say that it can, that uh, don't expect it same day. Like it'll be there the following day. So if you just carry, like a day, like whatever you need for that day and that night in like a backpack, you don't have to travel with all of your luggage uh, because it will just get delivered. And then that, that black cat one's funny because as soon as you see their logo and understand what it is, like who they are, you will see them (laughs) everywhere. They'll be on bikes, they'll be on cars, they'll be in trucks. And they're, it's literally all over the place. It's like a yellow logo with like a black cat. It looks like it's carrying like a kitten, like a black kitten in its mouth. Yeah. Um it's it's amazing. I highly recommend anybody and everybody going to Japan to to look at to look into luggage delivery. Um and alongside that another another note of like kind of getting around and using your luggage uh specifically with trains. If you're going to do like day trips and um things like that, the majority of the train stations actually have like luggage lockers, like large size luggage lockers that you can rent for the day. So like, if you're leaving a hotel, you could take your luggage and put it in these lockers and, and then go do whatever you want to do and then come back and get your luggage or, or whatever. So you don't always have to like lug everything around with you. Um, it's all super convenient. And it's, and it's, and it's all super. And the luggage delivery is super cheap as well. It's surprisingly affordable. Um, I thought it was going to be like, Oh, it's this, it's this huge pain, but I think it, it's so prevalent that we were able to, ship cause we went down, we started in Tokyo, went to Hakone, went down to Nagoya, uh, for a couple of days and then went back up to Tokyo and we were able to ship it like six or seven bags. Cause we took everything, but like a backpack, six or seven bags from like Nagoya to Tokyo for like 15 US, $15 US. It was I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it, but it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. And if anyone knows me, you know, I'm an overpacker, but, and I'll be looking at spending a couple of weeks there because of how it, the timing of it falls during um, my school break. And I like buying souvenirs. So, you know, I want a suitcase for those. So that thought of just it, shipping it from city to city Mm -hmm. And then out to like Disneyland or things, it's just amazing. Like just.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we did was we, we brought big pieces of luggage, as carry ons. And then we had like packable duffels or packable bags inside of that. So that way we were prepared for a lot of souvenirs and then just ship that around until you start filling them up and then just keep, keep luggage delivery servicing them around. So that way you're not trying to get on busy trains or go on escalators or do these train platforms with all of this stuff. You just walk in with a backpack. It's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Because the shinkansen has spaces up the top for like your bags, carry on type of size, but Mm -hmm. not much in the way of like luggage racks. There can be some, but they're separate from your seating area, but you don't need to worry about them with the shipping services. And I'm kind of like why don't more places have this?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh we thought the same thing. We thought I mean it's it's an incredible feat of like uh just infrastructure and just how they can do it the same day and it's and it just gets there and it shows up in your room and it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah, like you were saying the the Shinkansen has it. It has room for like those really large pieces of luggage but they're they're kind of first come first serve in a lot of ways like for really if you have those really 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 big bags um but they're first come first serve or reserve only um the the shelving up top is is big like we fit our large like backpacking duffels on there but you know if you you also have to be the one to lift it up there so there's that to consider and there's a little bit of room in front of you or you can have your bag on your lap but why do it if you don't need to
0: yeah yeah like fantastic so no one needs to worry about buying lots of things and or oh, how am I going to get it everywhere Japan's thought of it
1: yeah yep it's yeah. It, uh it it leads and in a way it, it's almost too comforting because then next thing you know you you're getting ready to get on an airplane it's like where did all these bags come from I cannot <laughs> believe how much stuff we have how are we, how are we going to get this home? Not even like the problem is in Japan. It's when we get, you get back to your destination. It's like, I don't think this is all going to fit in the car. Uh, we, we, we may be bought too many things, but, uh, Never. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I think there's some of the, the big like logistics type of things. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean, Tokyo's massive, should go through a few highlights, but you also went to, what was it? Um, H-
1: uh, Hakone and Nagoya. Um So, so the way we kind of structured our trip was we tried to do, since Disney was kind of the focal, the focal point, we tried to sh- do um, bookend it, bookend of the trip with Disney at the front so we could do the Halloween stuff and then travel around Japan while they were switching over to the, the Christmas overlays. And so then we ended the trip with Disney again. So we got to see both Halloween and Christmas um, in between, we went to Hakone, um, which is closer to Mount Fuji. They have a lot of, we stayed at a very traditional uh, Ryokan, um, very, very old style that had like onsens, hot springs kind of built into it. Um, very traditional where you wear the uh, yukata. And the whole time. And you can reserve a little on spring, hot springs. Um, and they day, did the day trips around there to like active, like volcanic areas and traditional um, Japanese gardens and uh, museums and things like that. Um, a lot of, I've never watched Evangelion, but there was a lot of Evangelion themed things there. So it must be somehow related to that, to that, uh, to those shows and movies. Um, and then we went down to Nagoya because we had some friends down there um, that we visited and then then spent some time up in kind of downtown Japan or downtown uh, Tokyo before going back to Disney. Um, and I will say. As a last point on the the trains and kind of travel piece, there is something that's really helpful to get before you go, and that's called the Suica card. Um, they do not have at least when we were there, they did not have physical cards on hand. So you needed to set it up on like your Apple wallet or whatever the equivalent it is on Android ahead of time. And then you can use that like anywhere that the JR rail pass didn't work like Suica did. And that included like vending machines or convenience stores or oddball pieces of transport. Uh, it's just like a digital wallet that that worked and having that set up ahead of time was, was, was super helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's because the worldwide shortage of the particular chips, mm-hmm. uh, those Suica cards and Pasmo is another type of those the but IC cards. Yeah. Yeah, that the physical cards were that had a bit of a shortage last year. Um, but yeah, they definitely on like your Apple Pay, you can add a card it's like you just preload funds into it and it's not just for as you say that travel on your metro systems you can use it at a convenience stores and things so yep. if you're left with a, a few hundred yen you can you know pay for something at Seven Eleven.
1: go to the vending machine and get a hot tea or something before getting on the train and or anything like that and just yeah. run it down yeah it, it's, it's accepted in a lot of places yeah
0: but what surprised me is I'm I saw a lot in the videos that cash is still um highly used.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
0: I have to admit surprised me a lot.
1: Yeah, it surprised me as well. Like I'm I'm the kind of person that says, like, if I have cash, I'm gonna spend it on something dumb. Like I'm gonna spend it <laughs> I'm gonna spend it at a vending machine. Which over there is like a t- completely different thing because their vending machines are so much, so much better. Uh, it's 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 wild. But yeah, cash is cash was very prevalent, um, and that's that's why like a, t- a tip of mine is to make sure that before you go have like check with your debit card or credit card companies, uh, like if you have international fees on ATMs, because um, I know we have a card that doesn't charge for international ATM withdrawals, um, and that's that'll be big. And so that way you're not walking around with. Not that there's a safety issue, but I just don't feel personally comfortable carrying a lot of money in cash around because um, I lose things. And so getting, being able to get money out of the ATMs, which are like in every seven 11 or all over the place when I really needed it um, was super helpful, but yeah, cash is, cash is always preferred. Um, if, if, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the
0: IC card cash, so I think there's some of the, the major things that people, you know, should know before they go. Oh, um, what about just walking around? Like what are some little tips or things that surprised you?
1: Some the things that uh, surprised me and dis- actually I'll, I'll start with the tips. I think one thing that was, that really, really helped was, like there's kind of a there's like a three three-pronged approach. It's like one, do do a basic overview of like etiquette over in Japan because it can be very different than what maybe you're used to. Um speaking as uh an American, um we tend to to talk a lot and be very loud and be very boisterous and eat in public and do a lot of things that maybe in other countries uh are considered, you know, not not the most proper so familiarizing yourself with with some of the etiquette around that and like uh on spring hot springs and onsens and like stuff like that had really helped um not like we had a better experience with when interacting with people um google maps and google translate uh were game changers the google maps was uh fantastic when it when it came to like getting places like if we were one place and we wanted to go somewhere else that we weren't familiar with, like Google Maps, we, we trusted it completely. Like it it gave us full breakdowns of train schedules and um and the and like the, the undergrounds and and walking. Um, even even in like some of the more remote areas it, it really was really, really helpful because like even the smaller bus systems had it their schedules on there um and then the google translate app really helped for areas like if there was a sign that we weren't 100 it looked like a warning sign and we weren't 100 percent sure what it said it had the little camera that you can you could show on and it would translate it for you. you'd be like oh that's relevant to me or not um and the the final piece of that is i highly recommend doing duolingo like starting now and it just it it doing that like as silly as it is like you're not going to be fluent But just how far that goes when interacting um, with individuals over there, like it just really makes their day when to see you trying, um, just just try it. Even if it's just saying thank you or saying hello or or being showing that respect and that gratitude is really, really goes a long way to uh, to make the experience more. I, I use the word magical because obviously we, we we did a lot of Disney stuff, but it just did. It's like, it's seeing somebody kind of like light up when you, when you're not just, when you're, when you're actually trying uh, really, really made a difference. But yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always good to have a few words like hello, goodbye, please. Thank you. Excuse me. That those type of just words to use is, is always a good start. Um, sorry, I'm just distracted by my cat.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I, I I specifically closed my door so they couldn't come in and terrorize me during this because they it's like they know. It's like as soon as the lights come on and they'll be like, He doesn't he doesn't want us in there, so we need to be in there. And so I'm surprised they haven't come knocked on the door yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so There's a lot of cat stuff in Japan. I've seen a lot of that.
1: (laughs) That is true. That is true.
0: Um, One other little thing that I saw was that there's not a lot of um, trash cans, as Americans say, garbage bins, rubbish bins um, around in public, but people just have little bags or something and carry their their trash around. Was that something you were aware of before you went or?
1: I'd I'd heard it, but I did not fully grasp it until I got there. Um, and luckily, I think I was eased into it a little bit because we started at Disney, um, and they had more. In typical Disney fashion, they had more trash cans than than are normal in public, but still not very many. Um, and I think the the hardest part of that was um, I'm used to like say, you go to a, a theme park, like you get a popcorn and you walk around and you're eating it while you're walking around. And so like, when you finish it, you want to throw it away. And since that's, that's kind of different, uh, socially, like they're not walking around, like walking and eating isn't really nor like the, the norm. There's not trash cans everywhere. And so yeah. that I got used to it kind of there, but then when you're outside of Disney, there are very few trash cans. And so that's when you kind of get used to the, like luckily, a lot of our hotels came with um, a ton of amenities. Like every hotel we stayed at had not just slippers, but like plastic baggies with soaps and yada yada. So we would use those plastic baggies and carry them in our pockets. Um, so if we had trash throughout the day, we put that in the plastic baggie, and then when you did come across a trash can, you just dump them out um, and 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 carry on. Um, the other part of that is that goes hand in hand with it was the the lack of. Uh, paper hand towels and stuff in restrooms. And so you'll see a lot of people carrying like little, we call them like washcloth or like a little, a tiny cloth towel. Um, and so that when you would go to the restroom and wash your hands, they would dry their hands off on this little, this little cloth towel and then put it back in their backpack or pocket or whatever. Um, I did like, I was expecting that to be a lot, I don't want to say worse, but a lot more prevalent. But most of them had like the electric hand dryers too. So I was I never in the beginning I didn't have a little cloth towel. I eventually bought one. I bought a a, a Totoro themed one cuz I thought it was neat. But I don't think I really ever needed to use it because most of them had the electric hand dryers anyways. Um but it was nice to have just in case. Yeah.
0: Um Well, you know, as they say, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, wherever you go, you should take a towel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh and uh yeah yeah that is that is very true i just, i was just having i was having flashbacks to some some funny moments uh th- there was a moment where we 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 took my mom on a the uh hiking on the original uh, uh tokaido road like one of the older sections and there was a an an old I, I wish i had more information on it like the a multiple hundred very very old tea house on the old Takedo road and they happened to have in one of their restrooms like a pit toilet that my mother was not uh mentally prepared for um and so it was very and i just laughed when she came out and was her reaction but luckily i mean they had like multiple stalls and the other ones had uh, more traditional modern toilets but you could can you could hear her outside going like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna like blow my microphone away but you hear it go what um and <laughs> there I just, I just laugh remembering the the sound of it but yeah it's it's always an
0: experience when you go into like an airport in asia like in singapore and you go oh yeah pit toilet pit toilet western toilet
1: <laughs> like luckily i mean that's we i thought we were going to run into more of that but we really didn't it was only on that really old tea house where they happen to have one i will say that there are bidets everywhere um that is a, a cultural experience that i highly encourage everybody to take to to take part in that's as much as i'll say i don't want to i don't want to take your podcast down that path but i i highly encourage everyone to you know to to be open-minded and and go for it the
0: the toilet's with many 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 buttons and that's probably something you want to do a bit of a Google Translate on to go. Okay, what does each button
1: do? It translates. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but you get the you get the general idea when you use the little camera on it, and it's like yeah, it'll it'll give you a good idea of what's about to happen. So, yeah,
0: because <laughs> it <that> stuff happens.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Now, Tokyo Disneyland, and Tokyo Disney Sea.
1: Yes.
0: What were your thoughts? how excited were you is it as good as everyone says it is
1: it is it is absolutely beautiful um I could I could talk for days about why it's beautiful and and why it seems like there's such a quality difference uh, but I'll summarize it as like there's you could tell that there's a lot more money put into the finer details of things so if you're if you're somebody who likes that that detail work of the small, the small features, the nuances of things. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I will say uh, they, they love their lines over there. Um, it's a very respect, respectful line. That's what really shocked me. Like, cause we'd go to the park be- before open and like when you first go there, you'll notice that like in front of the parks, it's just huge slabs of concrete. It's like, man, why is it so big? It's because it fills up with people queuing up for the morning. And it, it's, 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 if you're used to the other parks, it's scary and intimidating. Like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be everybody running and smashing into each other, but it's not, it's, it's orderly. It's respectful. Everybody's sitting on like their little, um, their little rugs that they, I don't know where they get them. Cause we looked for them forever. Cause they were super cute. Um, uh, the Disney themes like little foil mats. Um, and then, but it's all, it's all super, super, uh, polite. And then they have all the popcorn flavors in the park. Um, and they're like, we waited, I think 30 minutes for 45 minutes for, a a like a, a, a special flavor of popcorn, but it's, but it's amazing. And like the lines move quick, but, um, if you, if you're short on time and you really want to ride something, they do feature, um, things similar to like the U S based parks where you can like kind of pay to skip the line a little bit. What's what's nice is as opposed to like the, the U S parks that I'm used to, it seems to be mostly a locals park. So there's not as many people doing that option. So if there's something you really want to ride, you can pay a couple bucks to get on it and you'll get right on it. It's not a, both are huge lines and you still have to wait 30 minutes. I mean, you'll walk at least from our experience, you'll walk right on. Um, So you can, kind of pay to play and optimize a little bit if you need to. Um, But I will say the, the biggest takeaway for me at the, the Tokyo Disney parks was they have, if you're, if you're big into stamps or mail or things like that, each park, both Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney sea, each park has their own postcard stamp that they will apply to postcards that you mail from within the parks. And those Stamps change each month. So if you're a big stamp person or a big postcard person, I highly recommend sending postcards from within the parks and the hotels will have stamps available um, because then they'll put that unique uh, stamp on all of your postcards as they go out. And that's super, super cool. Uh, that That's one of the cool things that they do there, but yeah, the, the parks are top notch. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Like I've,
0: I've to so watch some you know disney bloggers i've i've seen they go to tokyo disneyland and they're overwhelmed they're just saying how beautiful it is how wonderful it is and then disney sea is a whole other thing and they're opening another section of of disney sea this year like about april this year i think or may
1: which yeah which is crazy because when when we were there it It didn't seem like it was that far along. And so when they're like, oh, it's going to open in April or whenever, whenever it was, it's like, I, are there, are we sure? But maybe, maybe there was something we didn't fully see. Um, But yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The, the snack, I try everything. It's more than just, it's more than just the rides. It's just the, the level of detail, the, the, I will say that the only thing that disappointed me is I like to collect pins, um, from each one of the places I go. And I know they discontinued the, uh, the pin trading and stuff there. Not that I like to trade. them, might just like to get a pin, a commemorative pin for everywhere I go. And so they'll have some, so, but, uh, going with uh, the the right expectations, if that's something that you're into, they're hard to find. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. I love Tokyo Disney sea. It's a, it's a totally cool concept. Like, um, if you've seen, I think like what finding Dory, the, they have an area what's like the marine institute in the back that looks just like from the movie and it's kind of up against the seawall um the actual seawall like there's a road on the side but it looks like it's up against the ocean and it's just it's so cool the all the 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 theming that they have there
0: yeah well i'm a magnet collector so Mm. yeah i was a little disappointed when i was in disneyland in 2022 there weren't many magnets um but i'm hoping to get more magnets yeah i love i love a magnet i've got boards out on the wall out there and i've got to put some more up to put magnets on
1: i do i do know that they had more magnets i was so when i wasn't able to find pens i did get like a a 10 pack of like little smaller magnets that were kind of themed after like some of the uh, the more well-known Tokyo Disney rides, they kind of have like their mascots and stuff on them. And so we have those on our refrigerator and stuff. Uh, but I will say magnets are definitely more prevalent than, than probably like a Disneyland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, And, and to add to my collection, you know, problem or collecting problem is the, the ecchi stamps we've already alluded to where tourist attractions Railway stations, it really seems to have a stamp you can collect in little books or on pieces of paper. Um, The temples and shrines, you should have a special book and I've got one of those. It opens, I heard it described like a bit like an accordion, the paper Mm -hmm. and it's its own special thing. But otherwise you can have just a plain notebook. I did find ones on. Amazon, of course.
1: Um. Right. And you got, you got the ones that are, that are definitely for it. If, if yeah. people aren't going to buy special stamp books um, and just want to use something that I have, I will recommend to test it before. Um, yeah. If it's not something dedicated for it. Cause I had a, I had a notebook that had not the best. Um, it's kind of more of a waxy paper and it smudged a bunch of them. Like, because they're they they have a lot of ink. Um and so they you need something that's gonna absorb it. Um and I wish I would have had something better. We eventually bought something uh because there's stamps everywhere and they're all they're all so cool. Like they're all unique. Um I didn't expect to get sucked into it and be that excited about it, but it's they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And um I will say I I got so sucked into it that I'm now making my own custom ones to bring with me to celebration. And uh, I'm going to, obviously, Catherine, we talked about it, but I'll, I was going to make one for your pod as well. So that way we can all share stamps at a celebration um, because it's just, it's a fun way to interact- It's a fun way to interact and kind of like collect things um, and to look back on of like everywhere you went and, and some of that. So I thought that'd be fun to thanks. I don't remember whose idea it was in the, in, in some of our group, group stuff, but whoever came up with this, like, Oh my gosh, that's the greatest idea ever. We have to do this. Uh, so yeah, I've gone down that rabbit yeah. hole.
0: <laughs> but It is like great fun and yeah, you can collect them from each railway station, each like museum or whatever you go to. And some places it's like a, there'll be like four stations and you stamp them on top of each other because each one will build up one picture.
1: Yeah. And so, and there are some places that are very particular about it. So I like what you, the things that you got are perfect because some of them they'll have machines where it's not just like a a hand stamp, but it's like a machine you have to slide in and they expect it to be flat. Otherwise it'll jam it up. And so having, having a book that is compatible um, is, is super helpful. Um, cause otherwise they'll just give you a piece of paper and it's like, no, I want it to all be together. I want it to be complete. Um, so even having options is, is super helpful in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's, it's very addicting. Cause there were times where I'd got, I maybe got yelled at or where I was needed to get the, to the train, but I'm like, no, I need to like, it's just, it, they said it's just down here. And it's like, we need to go that way. It's like, I, I got to get my train stamp, uh, they're just, they're, they're highly detailed and, and it's so fun. I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, this particular one comes with some hints and with two, a couple of phrases in here, or one phrase, excuse me, where is the train station stamp? Oh no. Now I'm, I've dedicated myself to saying it. Sumi Masin Eki no Sutanpu wa ka.
1: I I understood about oh, se- 75% of that. I'm not gonna butcher it myself. Um but that's what Duolingo's for. That's uh yep. I caught the samimasen and the uh ish train and yeah, yeah I caught and a couple of car
0: at the end means it Makes a it a question. question.
1: Yep. Yep. Look at you, you've been doing your Duolingo. I know we've been Partnered up a couple times. Uh, look at yeah. that!
0: I'm on a, like a 70 day streak or something.
1: Nice, congratulations! Yeah, we what we need to do is we need to get everybody involved, and we can just all have be each other's uh, accountability buddies, and making sure we're all staying on top of it, and so we're all yes. ready to rock and roll when we go to go to Japan. Yeah.
0: I'm it's so looking forward to it, Japan from here in Australia, we think of it, oh, that's just a short flight, you know, 10 hours, pff, that's nothing. What's it like for, uh, you in, you're on the uh, West coast.
1: I'm on the West coast. So it's not terrible for us. It was, I think at about 11, 11 and a half hour flight there. Um, and it was an eight hour flight back. Um, I think we had like the tailwind with us. Um, so it's, it's not, it's not bad. The, 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 we flew A and it was, it was nice. I got to fly on the Pokemon plane on the way there. The, I got to fly on the EV, the EV plane. That was a lot of fun. having have EV and all the little evolutions not to go down the Pokemon rabbit hole, but that was, I was not expecting that. I did not know it existed. Um, and it was very cool. They even give you like a little trinket and little envelope and stuff. It's very neat. Um, but yeah, it was super accommodating. The food was, you get, I'm, I haven't flown internationally a lot, but I will say they gave us a ton of food. Um, I was not hungry at all coming off the plane. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but it's still, it's a long time. It's a long time. And there's, there's like a couple apps and stuff that are out there that'll help you with a jet lag. Like my recommendation that everybody always told me was just stay up. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably easier for you because it's the same time zone. Um,
0: Yeah, it's only a few hours difference. But, yeah, the thing with jet lag, when you're landing a place, you've just got to stay up until like 7.30 type of thing in the evening as long as you can to just try to force your body into some kind of normalcy. Yeah. So when I landed at 6 o'clock in the morning in London, I just kept going. I kind of had a bit of a meltdown at about five o'clock in the Apple store at Covent Garden with lovely Brittany Brown with me, but kept pushing. So, yeah, it's that adjustment. The one Australia to London is a hard one because it's pretty much just exactly the opposite. So Mm. it's hard, but, um, yeah, you just got to keep going and I think there are a lot of options from America to Japan whether it's like a direct or or I've even seen some people they'll go to to Hawaii and then fly from Hawaii um, a number of options there so definitely worth looking at a few if you're coming from America from Australia it's looking like at the moment anyway it's all via Sydney which I'm shaking my fist, yeah. as everyone who's done the international domestic transfer in Sydney knows, it is it is a bit chaotic. But anyway, um, I'm planning on you know, all my transport over there being less chaotic because it seems to have all been worked out. Yes, there seems to be a lot of people, but it all seems to be somehow organised flowing mm-hmm. through like you were saying about uh the train stations in the morning yes busy times it's busy but everyone's on the right path going
1: yeah through. it's not chaotic that's yeah. the, that's the that's the thing that was really surprising to me is there there may be a lot of people but it's not congested it's not a everybody's smashing together like i don't like I don't like being squished, but everybody's just kind of in their own personal space. Like there's a lot of people and we're all, we're all move. I kept telling my mom, like move, float, like you be like water. Like, cause she kept trying to like dodge people. And like, that just created more, more of a chaos, more problems for us. It's like, if you walk and you're just, everybody's just kind of flow like water and everything, just people don't bump into you. Everybody's going their own way and staying in their space. Um, to the flight thing. I just, I just remembered. I didn't take notes on it. Italy, I don't know what it's like for for you guys, but there's the documents that you have to fill out when you get the, the customs documents when you get there. You're able to do that ahead of time. I believe Australia is the same way. Yeah. They'll have a QR code. Fill that stuff out at the airport before you leave. That was a game changer. It's like your, your entry documents. You just fill it out on your phone really, really quick. And then when you get there, you just get off the plane and you just scan that QR code and you just walk through. It's it's super simple. And it was fantastic, and everybody else was getting stuck talking to people, filling out paper forms. Like the 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 flight attendants and everybody were saying like, fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. And like I know, not everybody on our plane did, and I'm I'm glad I took their advice because it just. Cause I know when you land, you want to, you just want to get done. You just want to be done. You want to get out of there. And that was a, made the world a difference. Just being able to walk, scan it, take my little face picture thing and walk through. Uh, it was huge help.
0: Yeah. It's, there's so many things about international travel and, you know, things do change, but yeah, if you've had an international trip before, you know, I'm sure you'll, You'll get there but there's people to ask like if you've never been anywhere international before and thinking about Japan is your first international trip just ask around people know and be more than willing to give you advice there are a lot of YouTube videos out there um you know, yes I, I do watch a number now um
1: Disney Disney Food Blog is is really good for the the Tokyo Disney stuff. They've started yeah. um, they've started including some stuff there uh, to to add to what you're saying. It's like don't don't let Japan intimidate you out of going. There's yeah. tons of resources online. Um, there's it's it's not hard to get around the country. There's more English in places than you would expect, um, and everybody's super friendly and willing to help. I will say don't wing it. Don't just show up um, where, cause I tend, I tend to do that more than I would like to admit. Like I feel like London was a place where I could feel, I could kind of wing it more um, and, and still have a good time. Japan less. So I would say um, just do a little bit of research like for Tokyo, Disney, check out the reservation systems. It's all online. There's there's hard dates, hard times when things open up. And um, if that's something that interests you, know those times. Um, know when those are. Know what you want to do, um, because there are some hotels that are good, some hotels that are not as good, um, and that'll affect your, exp- affect your experience. So just do a, a, the basic amount of research, and you're you'll be set. And it's it's, it's a good time.
0: Yeah, for things like uh, Tokyo Disney, there are so many months beforehand that you can start booking things up Uh, and one thing i learned that with a hotel if you book a hotel reservation like one of the disney hotels you automatically get park entry
1: you'll get the early you'll get the early park entry um if you're if you're on if you stay at one of the disney hotels you get like the early magic hours and stuff yeah which is very nice when there's a million people not a million but when there's a lot of people waiting outside and you could be in the group that gets to go in 30 minutes early uh that makes a big difference because a lot of the when you get you can't make a lot of the ride reservations or like the the fast passes and things like that you can only make those once you cross the threshold into that park Hmm. and so even if you just go in and don't do anything the fact that you're within the first 30 minutes of being able to reserve that stuff uh, it's a game changer yeah Yeah.
0: and yeah for stuff like that to use google maps and things you absolutely need to have data over there to make sure that you've got data. So did you get another SIM card or what did you do?
1: So we, we all, or so my partner did something different than me. She got a different eSIM and had that installed and ready to go, uh, which is the most affordable option. I think she paid like $15 US for like the whole two weeks we were there um, and had that ready to go ahead of time. I was incredibly lazy and just looked at the, I did the same thing I did for London, which is like the AT&T international plan where it just says, uh, if I go overseas, it will just work and it will charge me a flat rate for that day. If I use any international data, it's more expensive, but I was, I couldn't be bothered. I had enough other stuff going on. Um, and it just worked, but I do rec, I highly recommend looking at that and don't, don't expect to figure it out when you get there. Um, they'll have like mobile they do have like the mobile uh, wi-fi devices they have the e-sims that you can purchase ahead of time and have mailed to your home they have ones at the airport but similar to like a currency exchange you're gonna be paying an arm and a leg for it but i also know that cell phone providers also provide options as well just depends on what level of uh, engagement and work you want to do with it what kind of device you have
0: yeah so in your situation, you're going as a group, so getting one of those little Wi-Fi hub things is would be useful because then you're all going can all go off that, mm-hmm. if maybe. Um, but yeah, you need. You need something. Time, yeah, you need something. Um, yeah, and hopefully it, it works. Um, it should. Sorry, I just had that experience in London where I wanted my Australian phone number to be able to get calls and texts, no worries, because my dad does not have a modern phone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so even WhatsApp is not, you know, a, an availability of him getting messages through. So I just wanted my phone number to work. So, yeah, I did go for the um, plan here looks like five dollars a day international um but it didn't work the first day hence the breakdown in apple at covent garden that yeah a few messages later i think it then worked with optus but i did end up getting a like a short-term physical sim from vodafone or something over there but just be aware of all the options before you go. Make your choices. But if something doesn't work, know, okay, this is my backup plan that I'm gonna do. Yeah,
1: yeah especially especially if you're traveling alone, know yeah. know those options and be prepared in case something doesn't work. Like there will be there will always be something in an airport to help in a pinch, but yeah. that's that's why I like familiarizing yourself with the airport um, is, is helpful just in case. Cause you don't know. Um, you don't know if it's going to work. Like I, I, I was maybe a little more flippant with it than I should have been, but I was also traveling in a group. Like we, we'd kind of spread things out a little bit. It's like, so if my, my just work thing didn't work, then hopefully the E-SIM would work. Cause I know when we, when we got there, her E-SIM wasn't working Um, when we, when we first landed and it was also one of those extremely limited data ones. So things like Google maps and like harder to like, and when we went to Hakone and we were out in the, maybe some less populated areas, it, the, the cell phone speeds and the data like the data was pretty slow. Um, so when you are there, if you can down, like if Google maps, if you're, if you do off download offline maps, if you're going to go out and venture into the to the middle of nowhere. If you're going to take the Takedo road where there's very limited cell phone service, download Google maps ahead of time.
0: Yeah. That's always a good tip. Uh, just you know, be prepared. Yeah. You know, Many years ago, let's just say there, probably, you know, around 2007 or something, 2008, I went to Germany and, flying in. I had all my instructions for once I got off the plane and how to get to the hotel. I had that all written down on a piece of paper with little maps that I printed out, you know, just all on a piece of paper so that when I was trying to get to my hotel, I just had to consult a piece of paper, you know, not big books or anything like that, but just to hand. So make sure that you have your first day first steps like airport to hotel, you're clear with how to do that at the very least, because then from your hotel, you can work stuff out or yeah. ask, ask the hotel staff and yeah, you can figure stuff out.
1: Absolutely. And that's and it's also like when you, when you're going, that's what luggage delivery is really helpful with because nothing's worse than when you land and you have all of your stuff and then things start going wrong. Like you don't want that to be the start of your trip. Um, and so having some of this stuff set up ahead of time or just being more prepared than what you need to be is will will guarantee that you have a good time.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope this has sparked the interest of um the listeners. Now you can listeners, you can hit us up, ask questions. I'll just talk at you about stamps and trains for weeks on end. But where can the good people of the internet find you?
1: Um, you can find me most places, uh, mostly on Blue Sky. Probably, um, I'm drawing a blank on what my my username is. But if you find if you if you find the group, you can find me. I'm I'm floating around. Um, I'm out there. You can also, yeah, that's where you can find me, Blue Sky. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Uh, your blue skies at Sean There
1: it is. Sean.party. Yeah. I knew it was something familiar.
0: Yeah. You've got a, a bot on there that um also promotes all the Star Wars content and things, so that's a good one to follow also.
1: Yep, my uh I have a Sean bot. Sean bot's on there and he has a you can actually he actually he it's me um (laughs) i have a bot that posts a a blue sky feed so you don't even have to follow the bot you can just follow the star wars feed uh and it posts content from all of our favorite content creators and and if anybody has recommendations or things that it should see that should post as well just let me know and we can we can promote that so yeah yeah
0: and as always you know go visit um blueharvest.rocks for some whores content,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, so you can see some of the work by Sean. Um, I'm at that geek that geek pod on Twitter Threads. Um, I haven't made one on Blue Sky yet. That's I've been meaning to. <laughs> you
1: got plenty of time. Plenty of time. They'll, the 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 Twitter wars will shake out, and there will be a clear winner at some point. So you have plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Threads, I have to say, was quite easy to set up. I think that's its winning um, hand, as it were, its ease of setup. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But thank you so much.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: That GeekPod will return.